All the glory and honor belongs to Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Paul. Thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, they've been wonderful uh, people to us. They've been opened up uh, Church on the Hill, and it's been such a great, great blessing. There are people that God allows to walk into your life, and they make a big difference. So uh, Church on the Hill is not just another church that we get to minister in but it's a church that we believe that God has connected us with, and together we are going to advance his purposes, that together we are going to see his glory revealed in the earth. Amen. And you are a part of it. And if you're just visiting, please consider staying. Make this your home, and God will bless you. Amen. Um, uh, Phoebe is not here with me, my wife. Uh, we had to split up. We had uh, only one Sunday, and uh, they wanted us in two places. So we decided that I come to Church on the Hill, and she stays in McMinnville. But she sends her love. She's really missed you, and, uh, but she wants you to know that she loves you and treasures uh, our partnership. And she asked me to tell you that she's praying for you, and she's asking that God will bless you. Amen. Shall we pray as we begin to share God's word this morning? Father, we are very humbled. We are very honored, very privileged that we have you as our God. Father, we want to thank you for loving us so much, for revealing yourself to us, for choosing us and bringing us to yourself. We bless you and we love you. We thank you for this place that we call your house, where we continually come together to hear your voice and to celebrate your goodness. Father, we just believe that you are in our midst, and we sense your presence in our midst. We therefore ask that, dear Lord, you will have your way in and through our lives. Holy Spirit, you are very welcome. Come, come and speak to us. Come and shake us. Come and deal with us the way you would want to deal with us. For we know when you're done, our lives won't remain the same. And that will serve you, will glorify you. We bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. I uh, bring greetings from Uganda. Uh, Divine Care Ministry sends their love. Uh, Jogo Community Church sends their greetings. Divine Farm Church sends their greetings. And the many churches that uh, we partner with that have come under our leadership uh, send their greetings. There are many churches that you helped buy equipment for. I don't know whether you remember that, but several years ago, Church on the Hill helped us buy several pieces of equipment for like five churches, and they are thriving in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 19? Today is a day that we remember that thousands of years ago, something happened that brought a change uh, Luke chapter 19, I'll read from verse 28. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead up to Jerusalem, and as he approached Beth, Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a cold tide there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Tell him the Lord needs it. 
Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. I want you to note that. Those that went ahead found it just as he had told them. Verse 33, as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it, and he went along. People spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Verse 38, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd say to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Amen. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encycle you and hem you on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the, chosen, and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Amen? So here we see what happened thousands of years ago. The Bible tells us that Jesus began to enter Jerusalem. He knew exactly what was going to happen to him there. He knew exactly what, he was, what was waiting for him. But yet he went ahead to go into Jerusalem. And the Bible tells us that he sent his disciples and told them, go ahead, you'll find a cold tide. And you untie it and bring it. If anyone asks you, tell them, that the, the master has need of it. And the Bible says they found it just as the Lord had said to them. Amen? This was a fulfillment of scripture. This morning, I, I would, if, if the Lord will allow me, we are going to be discussing about the fulfillment of scripture, about the scriptures being fulfilled in our today, about the word of the Lord coming alive in our today. Amen? The disciples found it exactly just as he had told them. They found the cult exactly where he had told them. And you know what? Not only that, when they untied it, the owners came just like he had predicted. Just like he had spoken to them. Amen. And the Bible says, they answered the owner, the Lord needs it. And the, the owner let them bring it. And when they brought it, Jesus was able to ride on it and enter into Jerusalem. And the Bible says that as, as he rode on it, verse 37, when he came to near the place where the road goes down to Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God in loud voices for all the miracles that they had seen. Amen? Then they said, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Now for a long time they had been referring to Jesus, Rabbi. For a long time, they had been referring to Jesus, teacher. For a long time, they had been referring to Jesus, master. But now, this was the moment. This was the opportune time. This was a completely different chapter. They now began to address him as the 
king. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Right now they were declaring that Jesus is king. Amen. This has something that we, I want us to learn from today. Here these people were speaking and calling Jesus as a fulfillment of prophecy. For it had been prophesied that at that point in time, he will come and he will be welcomed as the king of the Jews. Amen. Now I want to tell you, dear saints, we are living in the times when we are seeing scriptures being fulfilled. And I want to tell you whatever is happening is not outside scripture. What we see and what we do not see comes as a fulfillment of scripture. It has already been talked about. It has already been seen. God knows all about us. God knows all about you. God knows all about me. God knows all about all good. God knows all about church on the hill. Hallelujah. There is nothing that is going to catch God by surprise. He's an all-knowing God. He has spoken before. He has spoken through his word. He speaks through his prophets. And whatever we are going to see come to pass will come to pass as a result of what has already been spoken. Amen. Look around you. Many times we stand and tell, oh, all this is happening. You look around you. And you look at all these different things that seem to be going in the, ne in the wrong direction. But I want to tell you, go back to the scripture. You will find out that it was already prophesied. Amen. It talks about the last days. What will happen? People will be, lo people will be lovers of themselves. People will be boasters. The works of many will run cold. Amen. In the last days, people will say, Jesus is here, Jesus is there. In the last days, it goes on and on and on. Amen. Jesus stood, let me go back again. Jesus stood in Isaiah, like the scripture that was quoted this morning. Isaiah 61, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He entered the temple and was given the scroll to, to read. And he says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, To speak freedom to the captives. And you know what he said? He said this scripture is being fulfilled today. Hallelujah. He said this scripture is being fulfilled today. I want to tell you that scripture is being written and fulfilled today. My, my message to us this morning is that during that time, Jesus was welcomed as king of the Jews. He was welcomed as a king. Today, we need to welcome Jesus in our lives as a king. I don't know about you, but uh, in my country, when a king comes, everybody is on their toes. When a king comes, there's a lot of respect. When a king comes... Everything is all about that king. Amen. Everything is drawn towards that king. When a king comes, he, he exercises authority over that kingdom. Amen. So when Jesus comes to any man's life, he begins to reign and rule that man's life. Maybe we know him as a master. 
Maybe we know him as a teacher. But the time comes when we welcome him as the king of kings to reign and rule in our lives. When he comes and rules in our lives, it's no longer all about us. It becomes all about It becomes all about him. The Bible says the Pharisees began to challenge Jesus. They said, you silence your people. They, they are making a lot of noise for us. Jesus said, you know, you do not know, know what, is going, what is happening. You do not know the scriptures. Scripture is being fulfilled today. If they keep quiet, the stones will do what? Will speak. The stones will cry out. Why? Because this is the moment. This is the time to receive me as the king of kings. Amen. So he silenced the, 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 the Pharisees. And the Bible tells us when he got there in verse 41, he said he approached Jerusalem and saw the city and wept over it. He said, if you, even you had known the time on this day what will bring you peace. But now it is hidden from you. The days will come on you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encycle you and hem you on every side. They will dash you to the ground and to the children within your walls. He was speaking what is going to happen in the future. He was speaking about what would happen. Amen. And he says, verse 44, they will dash you to the ground and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. When you go down, the Bible says he entered the temple. What did he do in the temple? He began to overthrow the tables. He began to bring a change. He began to throw and he says, it is written, my house shall be called a house of? Help me here. He said, my house shall be called a house of? I cannot hear you. My house shall be called a house of? He overturned everything. He found an established setting. He found a structure and he began to overthrow it. I want to tell you this morning, if we will allow Jesus to come as the king of kings, allow him to overturn anything that is within us, that has been a hindrance of his flow, the flow of his spirit, that we allow him to overturn anything, any structure that we have within us and allow him to move on our lives. It's time to allow the king to come and overturn. The Bible says he overturned and he said scripture has got to be fulfilled. My house shall be called a house of prayer. I want to challenge you dear saints. We are born for such a time as this. To receive the king of kings. To allow him to reign in our lives. Hallelujah. We need to acknowledge that scripture has got to be fulfilled in my life. I don't know about you. I want scripture fulfilled in my life. I want to see the king of kings reigning in my life. The Bible says, it said, the, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Let me tell you, I'm asking you, as, the, as you allow the king of kings in your life, what are you anointed to do today? What scripture is being fulfilled in your life today? Hallelujah. Are you here just enjoying church? 
Are you here just coming to attend church? Are you here just having a, a name of being a Christian? Or you are here acknowledging that the scriptures are being fulfilled in your life, that you are anointed for such a time as this to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to declare freedom to the prisoners. You are here on a divine appointment. The Bible says that he finished reading the scripture and he said, today this scripture is being fulfilled in your hearing. The Pharisees that were present were, began, began to wonder. They began to say, what is this man talking about? But all Jesus was saying, scriptures has got to be fulfilled. I'm living in a season where I acknowledge that this is my season as Jesus. This is my season as Jesus. I am anointed for such a time as this. You are anointed for such a time as this. Can you tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are anointed for something. You can shake them a little bit. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are anointed for such a time as this. Let me tell you something. Before Isaiah 61 comes, Isaiah 60 says in verse 1, Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The darkness may cover the face of the earth. Surely a heavy darkness will cover the face of the earth. But arise and shine. Amen. Let me tell you saints, we have been chosen. Hallelujah. We have been chosen. Hallelujah. I have been chosen. I don't know about you, but I believe you have been chosen for such a time as this. That you will arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Let me tell you, during that time, people had read scripture in the temple. All the time, they read scripture every day. Pharisees read scripture every day. But it seemed like God was very far. It seemed like God was just a story of the forefathers. Oh, those are stories of our forefathers. They tell us that they crossed the Jordan. They tell us that the, 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 the Pharaoh and all his chariots were swallowed up by the sea. But Jesus came on the stage. And he said, you know what? Things are changing today. Because I am here, I've been anointed for such a time as this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has sent me to preach good news to the poor. And I want to tell you, there was a silence in the temple. There was a quiet in the temple. The skepticism of the, in the Pharisees began to manifest. They said, who is this guy? What does he call himself? But Jesus was saying, I have just read my agenda, my mission. This is the mission. This is what I'm going to be all about while I'm here. Amen. 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 May I ask you, what are you all about? What are you all about? What is your mission? Are you here just to live, have children, grow old and die? You're here by divine appointment. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you for a purpose. 
The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you for such a time as this. There are people out there that are hurting. There are people out there that are broken. There are people out there that are prisoners. The time is now for us to stand and say, we are here for such a time as this. We are here. We are anointed. Can you say, I am anointed? When you read the Bible, there are several texts that you read, and you really say, somebody in that time knew they were anointed. Elijah, when he stood in his time, he knew scriptures have got to be fulfilled. For a long time, Israel, Israel was wavering between, between two opinions. They were worshipping God on one hand, but on the other hand, they, had, they were worshipping Baal. But then Elijah knew that scriptures have got to be fulfilled. God will not allow himself to be shared. He will not allow people to worship him and worship other gods. He's a God who's a jealous God. And there he stood, he challenged Israel. He said, hear oh, oh Israel, you need to understand that there is only one true God. And that God is able to answer by fire. Let it be known today. I challenge the prophets of Baal. Let us go up the mountain. Let us offer sacrifice. And the God who answers by fire, let him be God. And him, he alone you shall worship. Why? He knew that scriptures were going to be fulfilled. Secondly, he knew that he was anointed for such a time as that. Amen. And sure enough, in Elijah's time, the whole, is, the whole of Israel was able to turn back to God. The prophets of Baal were all killed. The altar to Baal was destroyed. I want you, you to imagine what happened then. Elijah was able to repair the altar. The Bible says he went and repaired the Lord's altar. And God was able to answer by fire. Why? Because there was a man who was anointed for such a time as, and knew it. Let me tell you something. God wants to manifest his miracle power. I'll say that again. God is not short. The Bible says his arm is not short that he cannot save. He wants to manifest his power in our today. God is not as this scriptures we are reading are not just scriptures for our forefathers. They are scriptures that are alive today that have to be fulfilled. If Jesus is the Lord that heals, surely he can heal even today. The Bible says by his stripes we are made whole. Amen. So he's a God who is able to perform miracles today. And I want to challenge us as a church, as individuals, God is asking us what are we anointed to do? We are anointed for such a time as this to manifest his power all around us in the name of Jesus. That you will stand wherever you stand. Where there is a challenge and a problem. You will say, I know of a God who can heal. I know of a God who can deliver. I know a God who can restore your heart. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you are anointed for such a time as this. The scriptures tell us in uh, John chapter 9. I'll just go there very quickly. John chapter 9. There's another story I love so much. It's a story about a man who was born blind. And Jesus made some fundamental statements here. What did he say in John chapter 9? As he went along, he saw a man born, 
man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it's day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spat on the ground and made some mud with his saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This, mean, this word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Amen. He was walking along with his disciples. And here they meet a man who had been born blind. And the Bible says that the disciples were quick to ask, who sinned? This man or his parents? In other words, they were finding an excuse for this man not to be healed. But Jesus said, no, you've missed the point. You have missed the point. The point is that this man's situation calls for the intervention of God. You missed it. This man's condition calls for the intervention of God. Do you have a situation in your life that you feel all almost looks impossible? I want to tell you this morning that that situation is not hidden from God. God knows about it. And all you need to understand that that situation calls for the intervention of God. What you need to understand is that that situation is there, that God's anointing upon your life may come into operation, that you may pray, that you may claim God's promises, the scriptures to be fulfilled, and that situation will be yesterday. You missed a, a place to say amen. You can smile on the situation. And you say, devil, I have seen your hand. I have seen your works. I have seen all that you've orchestrated. But you know what? God has allowed it for a purpose. I am going to see his hand. The moment for the Lord is now. Why? Because the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has sent me to preach good news to the poor. To bind up the brokenhearted. To bring healing. Amen. The Bible says he spat on the ground. And poor man who was blind. Can you imagine this man being blind? You know, Jesus could have just said, oh, hey, you know, you're healed. Be restored. But Jesus went ahead and spat on the ground. And mixed some mud and put it on his eyes. Imagine he was already blind. Look at a blind man with mud being rubbed in his eyes. And Jesus said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And the Bible says he went and he washed. And what happened? He came back seeing. This is one of the most rare incidences where Jesus goes ahead, does not wait for, for the recipient to ask for a miracle. But he does it anyway. Amen. He was doing it that the disciples will see and recognize and witness and know that some situations happen that the power of God will be made manifest. Amen. The Bible says, and then he made this statement. He said, as long as it's day, we must do the works of him that sent me. For night is coming when no man can work. Let me tell you, listen. The Bible says in Hebrews that we have a cloud of witnesses that are watching. When you live here, when you, when you are done and we say, how, what song do you sing on the funerals? On funerals, what song do you usually they usually sing. In our country, there's a song we say, he's done with his work. 
Uh-uh. In our country, there's a song we sing which says he's finished with his work, so he's gone. So after they've sung that song, you become a witness. You are no longer, you can no longer participate. You can no longer be part of the change and transformation that is taking place. Amen. What does that tell us? That we need to be busy now. Tell your neighbor you need to be busy now. After here, you have no time. You become a witness. Hallelujah. Are you there? I don't want to just become a witness. I feel I still have some work to do here. I feel I'm anointed for such a time as this. Tell your neighbor you are anointed for such a time as this. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth according to Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth who went about doing good, healing all those who were, who were oppressed of the devil because the hand of the Lord was upon him. Amen. As children of God, we have a mandate. There is work for us to do. We need to be busy destroying the works of the devil. We need to be busy doing good to those that are being oppressed of the devil. We need to be busy setting them free, declaring and proclaiming. I like the scriptures. It says proclaiming freedom to the captives. All you have to do is to do what? Proclaim. Declare. Speak. Amen. When you speak, God says, Amen. Amen. So we need to be busy doing that. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us G, uh, 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 Peter, as he was walking together with John, they were entering into the temple. And the Bible tells us that uh, he, they found a man who was blind. And they said, you know what? Silver and gold we have none. But such as we have, we give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. So we need everything that it takes for the manifestation of God's power in our today. Amen. We have all that it takes. Church, we need to be dissatisfied. It's my prayer that we'll be discontented. And begin to seek and begin to say, God, you have anointed us for such a time as this. We shall be busy doing the work that you want us to do. Amen. We need to be busy doing the work that God would have us do. We need to be dissatisfied. The greatest success that the, the devil has upon the church, if, if he will make us do nothing, make us be contented, just sit back and relax and wait for Pastor Paul, come do your thing. You know, worship team, do your thing. And then when they are done, you walk home. Oh, it was a nice service. You do nothing about your faith. You do not recognize that you are anointed for such a time as this. I want to tell you out there where you walk, there are people that are still in captivity. There are people that cannot tell their left to their right. There are people that God has placed in your life that only you has the mandate. Only you has the anointing to set them free. There are nations. There are people that are there crying, waiting. Who will deliver me? 
out of this. I am on drugs. I've tried everything. I am hooked up on pornography. I, I can't, I've failed to get rid of this thing. And we here, we as a church, we sit back and relax and we enjoy church. Brethren, it's time for us to wake up. We are not helpless. Our responsibility here on the earth is to make sure that the devil's works are destroyed. That the kingdom of the enemy is declining and that the kingdom of heaven is advancing. There are people that are crying. There are people out there crying, groaning in their hearts. They spend sleepless nights. They're waiting for someone who can point them to where they can get help. May we wake, wake up. May we shake ourselves. I'm praying that today, God will come visit you in a special way. That where you've been contented, he'll break those walls. That you'll begin to desire to see him work through your life. You are just supposed to be a channel. We are meant to be a channel, a channel. The spirit of God working in and through our lives. That everywhere we go, we are the light, we are the salt. Everywhere we go, we leave behind people smiling because we, can't, we came into their lives. Not because of us, but because Jesus was able to work through us. Church in America, let us wake up. Let us cease to play church. Let us come here and drink. Let us come here and celebrate the presence of God. Let us go out determined to make a difference. Determined to fight the devil until we see his works being destroyed. We leave the church saying we are not going to sleep. We are going to pray. Saying we are not just going to relax. We are going to be vocal. Let me tell you something. The disciples after they sang Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the, name of, in the name of the Lord. Do you know what happened? The next week, the sound of those that wanted Jesus crucified was louder. Can you believe that? Today, the disciples were praising the name of the Lord, and it offended the Pharisees. The following week, do you know what happened? The sound of those that wanted crucify him, crucify him, was louder. Let me tell you, we have a responsibility. The cries of the atheism are louder than the cries of the church. It is offensive in America to share the gospel. Oh, you, you don't just tell anybody and you put your ideas. Is that what they say? Offen it's, it's offensive to share the gospel. But you know what? People who are homosexuals in my country are very vocal. They are wanting to be heard more than the people that are speaking the gospel. In my country, it's different. Here, people that are doing dysfunctional things are speaking louder than the church. Church, we need to rise up. We need to be militant. Hallelujah. We need to be militant and know that we are in a war. Hello? We are in a war. There is a war. The forces of darkness are waging a war against the forces of light. We cannot deny that. Amen. Amen. 
tell your neighbor, it's the time for war. Jesus promises this. He says, I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So ours is to allow the king of kings to come into our lives and to build us up that the gates of hell will not prevail. I know there are people here that you're going through a lot of challenges in your life. Seems like hell has broken loose in your home. But I have good news for you. Jesus says he will build his church and you are the church. The gates of hell will not prevail. The situation right now may seem like the enemy has an upper hand. But I want to tell you, if you arise and recognize that you're anointed, the devil's works and schemes will be thwarted. They'll be destroyed. I'll say that again. The enemy may seem like he has an upper hand in, this, in your life today. In the people around you, maybe it's your family. I do not know. But I want to tell you that God has promised that he shall build you up and the gates of hell will not prevail. Amen? It may be a sickness. It may be something that has come upon your body. And you really feel you are in a hopeless situation. Please, do not be hopeless. You have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are a child of the Most High God. Scripture should come alive in your life, shall be fulfilled. He says, by his stripes we are made whole. So ours is to claim that, that scripture may come alive in your, in your, in your life. Amen? I want us to pray. I want to pray for you. And I just feel this is going to be an intense prayer, if you may stand up. Uh, you may be going through a situation in your life. Let's all stand up. You feel like it's a real desperate situation. I want you to just close your eyes and raise your hands. If you want, you can just come here. I'll join my hands together with you and we will pray. Father, we thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I thank you, dear Lord. I thank you for these men and these women that are here today. The families represented in this place. Lord, we want to thank you that you are God on the throne. You are the everlasting God. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Today, as we remember that many thousands years ago, you entered Jerusalem and you received a welcome song that declared you to be the King of kings, that blessed is he, the king that comes in the name of the Lord. This morning we are declaring that you are the king of kings. You are the king over our lives. We welcome you. We ask you that you will have your way in and through our lives. We ask you to be the king in our hearts, in our lives. Lord, we ask you to dismantle everything that is within our lives that seem to be, seem to be reigning in our hearts. That from today, you'll be the Lord, you'll be the king of our lives in the name of Jesus. We submit to your authority this morning. We submit to your authority, O God of glory. For you have said in your word that when you draw nigh unto me, I shall draw nigh unto you. As as we submit ourselves to you this morning, Lord, may you reign. Father, I want to lift up unto you the men and women that are here today. Some of them are going through different challenges. Some it's sickness. If you are here and you're sick, I want to ask you to raise up your hand. Just raise up your hand. 
you have you have an ailment on your body the doctors might may have spoken to you and they say you have cancer or you have a strange disease this morning we are in the presence of God we are in the presence of God Jesus is in our midst he is the healer he's Jehovah Rapha the Lord our healer the Lord our deliverer here you you people God is our deliverer. There is none other. Lord, you are deliverer. Father, I pray for any man and every woman that is here today that is having a challenge in their body. Lord, I pray that you restore their health in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak to that, that ailment. We speak to that cancer in the name of Jesus. Cancer, we know you can hear the voice of God. Today we are speaking to you because the anointing of the Lord is upon our lives. And we are terminating you. We are cutting you out from the root in the name of Jesus. And we are declaring wholesomeness from the crowns of their head to the soles of their feet. In the name of Jesus. Whatever the challenge there is in your body, I want you to touch where you're hurting. Lord, see that man, see that woman. Where you're hurting, just touch where you're hurting. Touch where you're hurting, touch where you're hurting. I want us to be intense where you're hurting in the name of Jesus. I speak wholesomeness. I speak wholesomeness. I speak life and health in the name of Jesus. I declare that it shall be well in the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you. Every demon on assignment, I render you powerless in the name of Jesus. I declare that the men and women of God are anointed even this morning to go forth and bring life and hope in the name of Jesus. You're here and you're going through a challenge in your family. You are even contemplating divorce. I'm speaking to you today. God hates divorce. Let us raise our faith this morning to believe God. To heal our wounds and to bring us to the place of forgiveness that where we have been wronged we shall forgive Lord I want to lift up unto you families that are going through challenges Lord Lord I pray it's my prayer this morning bring restoration restore relationship Restore relationship, restore relationship, restore relationship in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for that man and that woman that the evil one will not destroy their family. The Bible says the evil one came to steal, kill and destroy. But I am come that you may have life and have it in abundance. Lord, this morning we are praying that your life in abundance will prevail. May you prevail over that family in the name of Jesus. Where there is pain even in the midst of the children, Lord, I speak healing. I speak healing and restoration, Lord. I speak restoration. I speak restoration. I speak restoration in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for every family here that maybe one has lost a job and is looking for a job. Lord, it's my prayer that you come in. This situation is not so that 
we can look and say who sinned is such that God you may be glorified Lord may, be, may you be glorified in that situation Lord as we call upon your intervention Lord may you be glorified in the name of Jesus oh sweep across our lives oh God breathe afresh upon our lives in the name of Jesus fill us with your spirit one more time in the name of Jesus There are those that their faith had wavered. You're here and you've been struggling in your faith. Today I am speaking to you by the Spirit of God. May God Himself visit you. May God Himself pour out His Spirit upon, upon your life again in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, King of glory. Father, we are praying, Jehovah God, that will not just be another church in this community, but we shall be a life-giving church. We'll not just be another member of Church on the Hill, but we'll be a member and a servant in the Church of the Hill. That we'll come and serve. We'll come and extend our giftings to maximize ministry in this church. You may be here and you've been wandering from church to church. Allow the Spirit of God to speak to you this morning. You need to be planted. You need to be planted. Where you can grow and thrive. May this be the church where you, you feel a connection. That you may be planted. That you may come and be part of this church. And that you may thrive and grow and bear forth much fruit. And as you go out, that you may go forth and be the light and the salt in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for the ministers in this church. May your spirit come afresh upon their lives. Pour out your spirit afresh, Lord. Refresh their souls in the name of Jesus. That they will stand and support the vision that you've given your, your servant in this place. Father, be glorified today. Even during this Easter season, as we remember your resurrection, your death and your resurrection. May it be a season of renewal. May it be a season of refreshment. May it be a season where we'll see a complete manifestation of your power in our lives. Even as you died and you rose from the grave. May those things that had died inside of us, may they resurrect in the name of Jesus. That Jehovah God, you'll be glorified. We want to serve you. We want to be your hands and your voice to make a difference. We don't just want to be witnesses. We want to be participants in your kingdom. And our season is now. Can you say, my season is now? Say, my season is now. This is my season. In Jesus' name. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. You've been anointed for such a time as this. Let us not just waste the opportunities available to us. You are called. You are chosen. I'll say that again. You are 
called and you are chosen. You are handpicked. You are specially designed. You are unique. You are special in the eyes of God. And God has an expectation over your life. He wants to see you maximized the anointing upon your life by helping many other people around you. As you walk into the place of work, as you walk into your schools, walk there with your head high, declaring that the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to declare freedom to the captives. You're not anybody. You are special. Hallelujah. You are special. Tell your neighbor you are special. And God wants to use you. 